and Elisa, and it's Intuitive Tuesday, the radio show helping intuitives, introverts, and empaths manifest the conscious and abundant life that they desire. I'm so excited to share with you my next guest, Annette Stepanian. She is an attorney and business strategist who equips other creative professionals and small business owners with the legal and business knowledge needed to confidently start and grow their businesses. After practicing legitation at a national law firm in San Francisco for over five years, she took a leap of faith and started her own creative business. Today, she combines her passion for law and small business and seeks to make the law practical, approachable, and dare we say it, even a little fun. All right, ladies. So I met Annette about a month ago at a really awesome online marketing workshop here in San Diego. And even though we only connected for a few minutes, we instantly clicked. And I don't know if it was her amazing heels or gorgeous branding that I fell in love with. To me, any girl who rocks heels and mala beads is definitely my kind of girl. But whatever it was, I knew I wanted to have her come on the show and share her legal expertise here with you today. So hi, Annette, and thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to connect now a little bit more than we did a few a few weeks ago. So <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely super fun. So why you know, I just read your bio to my podcast listeners. But before we dive in, I'd love to hear from you. Um, tell us a little bit about who you work with, what you help them with, and how you even began to provide legal services for online entrepreneurs. It's a very niche space. So tell us a little bit about that too. Yeah. I mean, if you asked me like 15 years ago, this is what I'd be doing, I wouldn't have guessed. But um, basically what I do is I work with a lot of folks like in, you know, in the online space, entrepreneurs, small business owners, coaches, consultants, wedding planners, photographers, the whole gamut. And really my goal is to help folks have a basic understanding of the law because I believe that as a business owner, that's your responsibility. Whether you like it or not, the law intersects everything that we do, both in our personal and our professional lives. So my goal is just to make it easy to understand, make it a little fun, make it relatable. And I do that by providing one-on-one services like you would kind of in a more traditional law firm setting, but also providing digital resources. So whether that is webinars, I also have a podcast where I answer frequently legal, frequently asked questions about the law, uh, contract templates. So I try and provide the resources for people so that they can digest it either on their own pace or get that extra help um, one-on-one support for me. And uh, the way I fell into this is interesting because I, I took the traditional path. I went straight from college. I went on to law school and the dream was to, you know, there, when you go to law school, kind of the end game is you want to get a job at a national law firm, you know, at a big firm. And I did that. And I was working at a great firm here in San Francisco for about five, six years doing litigation. And on paper, everything looked great. I was living in one of the best cities. I had this dream job. I was making great money. But deep down, I just was not happy. And I couldn't see myself doing it for another 5, 10, 15, 20 years, being in that setting. So I took a complete leap of faith. I quit my job. I had no backup plan, which is really, really scary. I traveled. I kind of had my own little eat, pray, love adventure. Came back, decided I want to start my own business, uh, which ended up being a jewelry line. 
Uh, long story short, that really evolved into what I do today because I started working with a lot of entrepreneurs in my jewelry, with my jewelry line and realized, wow, they need some legal help. <laughs> so I, I've yeah. kind of merged both of them together and that's what I do today. That's so awesome. And I love how your whole story, I didn't actually know that about you, about how you were already doing what you thought, you know, you wanted to do for the longest time and felt that something was missing and you went on your own eat, pray, love journey. You told me the other day that it wasn't, you didn't realize it was going to be an eat, pray, love journey, but looking back, you were like, it totally was. It was so (laughs) funny. And I wish, and I wish I had taken, like kept a journal because I'm like, this would have made such a great book one day (laughs) because it did. It ended up being, you know, I went in kind of uh, I had quit my job. I was like, universe, I'm, you know, I'm done dating. Like, I just want to just enjoy this time for myself. And lo and behold, I ended up meeting my husband doing volunteer work <laughs> abroad. It's just, and just yeah. all kind of unfolded in a very eat, pray, love way. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it was, it's kind of a fun story to think about and to tell. Well, I'm sure it actually might be a book one day. Perhaps we'll see. That's there's no doors closed on that one yet in it. <laughs> I like your thinking. It's definitely on my bucket list to write a book. <laughs> Totally. So, you know, diving into the world of being an online entrepreneur, it can be super daunting at first. There are so many things you can do. So in your opinion, what were some, what are some things that you wish you knew when you first started out? There is no formula. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, we're kind of living in the wild west here, right? This is such a new landscape. It's constantly evolving. Things are moving so fast. And there are certain principles that work, you know, kind of time-tested principles, but for the most part, there is no formula. So don't spend your time searching for the formula. Just mm-hmm. you need to to try, test, mm-hmm. evaluate, and then rinse and repeat. And <laughs> I wish I had known that because I think I had spent so much time because there was such a learning curve, learning, yeah. which is valuable, but you kind of get stuck in that learning and it gives you this false sense of security and it gives you the sense of, oh, I'm doing all this work. Yeah, I'm really busy. I'm busy. I'm really yep. busy. I spent all this time on my blog and I sent out this newsletter. But when you take a step back, you realize that's not really taking you towards your goal. You're just fooling yourself. So stop looking for the formula. Really get to the heart of the matter, which is whatever it is you're doing. I mean, there's I know your, your listeners are mostly coaches and intuitive healers and all that stuff. So really get to your why and try and figure out the most efficient and efficient way to get there. Um, And don't get so distracted with all the bells and whistles and all the different tools that we have, you know, all the courses, all the tools, all the Instagrams, all, you know, the shiny objects, all the shiny objects. Yeah. And I think just, you know, deep down when you're fooling yourself, it was kind of like when I was dating and I was dating the wrong guys, like deep down, I knew I was dating the wrong guys, you know, (laughs) I just didn't want to admit it. So I think it's, it's actually perfect that I'm talking to your audience today because it's, I think deep down as, as women, especially we have, we know, we know it's just whether we choose to listen to it or not. So that would be probably my biggest thing that I wish I had known is just like, listen to yourself and, and be yourself and embrace who you are and, I know you had mentioned once before that a lot of your listeners and the folks that you work with tend to be really um, introverted, like embrace that. And everybody has their own ways of doing things. And there's going to be somebody who's going to be drawn to the way you do things. 
Oh my God, Annette, I love that. I love everything you just said. I feel like we are soul sisters in how we do business. Uh, and it's so it's so very true. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as an introvert myself, the way that I had learned to be a, you know, a successful coach was to go to like as many networking events as I could go to in person all the time and pitch myself. And it was just not happening for me. I was like, well, what about the online stuff? And I just as an introvert, it was draining. And it wasn't until I found my way and the way that I like to connect with people and the way that I could feel confident in putting myself out there. It wasn't until I decided that I was going to go for it in the way that I knew how. That was when things really started to happen. So I'm really glad you pointed that out. Yeah. And it, it takes a process of self-discovery because we don't, re- most of us, well, maybe your audience is a little different because they tend to be a little bit more like tuned in with their, with who they are, but it, it takes a process for you. You first have to know thyself. I say, right. You have yep. to know what your yep. strengths are. You have to know where your weaknesses are. What are the things that energize you? What are the things that right. drain you? And then once you know that and recognizing that's also an evolution in of itself, then right. you can, then you can work with what you know. So if you know, look, I go to these networking events, they're totally draining. I love connecting with people, but in that kind of a setting, it just doesn't work for me. Well, right. you now have this podcast. This is a way for yeah. you to connect with people totally, in a, in a totally. format that works for you as well as your audience. And you don't know until you take action. That's the thing oh. too. You just got to do it. I wouldn't have known they yeah. didn't do it. Right. And totally. now I love Cool, cool. So many of my listeners are considering starting a business and they're, and they're in their very, very early stages. So what do they absolutely need to have set up legally? And what are some basic things that they need to have covered in the very beginning? Great question. And I actually got this question the other day where someone was saying, I don't know how to prioritize all the different mm-hmm. things that I need to do legally. And so let's, let's assume you're just starting a business. You have this idea at the basic level, you have to do what I call setting up your startup or your business foundation. So this is all the stuff when you Google it and you read about sole proprietorships, LLC, Mm -hmm. determining what kind of entity you need to be. Uh, And we can talk more about kind of the pros and cons of each and the differences of them. But you want to determine as a business, what entity are you going to be? uh, Because Mm -hmm. you want to determine, okay, Certain entities protect against personal liability. They give you certain protection against risk. If you're going to be one entity over the other, maybe you don't have that protection against personal liability. So therefore, you might want to get insurance or find different ways in protecting yourself just in case something goes wrong. And with that, the startup stuff is also you want to determine what is, you know, do I need to get any permits, any licenses, any file any fictitious business name application? So all of that just kind of foundational stuff of just getting going up and running. And there are so many great resources, both with your local county or in your state that you could find uh, free, probably that you could just go and ask and get information about what it is you need to do to get starting. So I think at a very <laughs> basic level, that's what I would, I would say. You want to make sure you got all the permits, all the licenses, anything that you might need in order to run your business. And then the <laughs> second most important thing is particularly because you guys are, your listeners are service-based businesses is making sure that you have a contract. And yes, again, we can talk more about, about that, but I think at the minimum, minimum, anytime you're exchanging your goods or services in exchange for money, uh, I think it's always good to have some sort of agreement in writing to protect you uh, should something go wrong down the road. 
Definitely, definitely. So can we dive in a little deep here? So what is an LLC versus a sole prop and what's an S-corp? Can you give us a quick one-on-one lesson, <laughs> pros and cons of each one? Yeah, that is, okay, I'm going to try and do my I'm best sure here. I'm sure you can go on forever, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do I do this and, and you know, not, not lose the listeners? Um, so basically, so the sole prop is basically... Uh, it's really not an entity. It's basically when you and the business are one in the same. There really is no distinction between you and the business. So you, Mona Lisa, are are the business, which means that in the event that you have um, certain personal liability or certain... You, Mona Lisa, are actually personally liable for any um, debts of the business, anything that might mm. happen to the business, Okay. Now, the good thing about the sole prop is it's easy to get going. You don't really need much to be up and running. Um, it's so, therefore, the administrative burdens, the financial burdens at startup are very low. So barriers to entry are very low. It's also a really great vehicle if you're not 100% sure that you want to maintain this business, uh, especially for service providers. I say, you know, maybe you can start off as an S, uh, as a sole prop um, excuse me, uh, just to kind of test the waters before you start investing in things like an LLC or corporation, because there is money associated with those filings or things that you have to do to maintain those entity statuses. So it might be good just to kind of wait it out as in, do it as a sole prop. Once you determine, yeah, I really love this business. I'm going to do it. Then reevaluate, should I become an LLC or, or a corporation? Um, an LLC is something that it's an entity that gives you that protection against personal liability. So the LLC is separate and apart from you, Mona Lisa. It's its own being. Um, and the good thing about the LLC is they're different formats, but as you could be either a single member, a multi-member LLC. And the way that it, the difference between an LLC and a corporation, for instance, is the way that you get taxed. So with an LLC, normally you get taxed on your personal income tax return. So the LLC itself doesn't get, doesn't have to file its own tax returns. Um, And so without boring you with all of the details, these are just some of the things you want to be thinking about and maybe consulting with the CPA to determine, okay, do I want to be an LLC? Um, And if so, you can also elect to be taxed certain ways as an LLC. So I'm maybe boring you guys. I hope I'm not, but I'm so intrigued. I want you to talk about this after. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, and then a corporation again is like an LLC. It's kind of like, you know, again, the corporations exist separate and apart from the owners of the business. Um, it's its own entity. You have protection against personal liability for wrongs of the business. Um, so let's say there's business debts or things, or somebody comes on into your office, slips and falls, you know, um, wants to sue you. They sue the corporation in theory, um, in order to recover. Um, and again, a corporation, the corporations have their own ways of being taxed. There's an S corp that you mentioned also C corp. I don't want to get into all of those details cause they're <laughs> probably way, way too boring at this level, but think of it as there's a sole prop on one end, there's an, a corporation on the other. And then an LLC is kind of like a merging of the, of the sole prop and the corp. Uh-huh. So, um, really again, the things you want to think about are, if I had to break it down, how do I want to be taxed? Um, and that's a conversation you need to have with your CPA or financial advisor. You mm-hmm. want to look at your liability, potential risk and exposure to risk and determine, um, do I need something like an LLC or corporation to protect me against that risk? And then obviously, you know, what are your um, long-term plans for the business? Um, if you are intending to get it up and going and then sell it off, 
Well, you can't sell a sole proprietorship because that's there's a person behind it. Um, and so you want to um, consider something else, like an LLC or a corporation. And finally, if you're going to have partners, um, you can't really be a sole prop because it's sole by definition. It's only one person in the business. So those are some of the things you want to think about and balance those and then come to the best decision that works for you and your business at this point in time. Awesome. That was a great answer. Thank you so much for sharing it. I know a lot of my listeners are going to love that because they ask me and I'm like, hmm, that is not a question for me. So I think that's going to be so helpful. Awesome. So, no, I'm glad to hear that. And anytime, like, I, you know, I have these, these kind of broken down up over on my website and different articles that people, we can maybe link up to them in the show notes. So if they kind yeah. of are visual learners, they can read it and, oh, and cool. digest it all. Yeah. And your podcast, like I love how you go into different like legal things in your podcast. I peeked around in there and I was like, oh my God, this is so helpful. So yeah, it's a great resource. I'll link to that as well. I'm glad to hear that. So can you talk about the value and importance of having contracts? You mentioned it earlier, but can we go a little bit more into that? Like why do we need a contract? What kind of contracts do we need, et cetera? Yeah. And so yeah, so the basic, basic one is I want you to have a client service agreement uh, mm-hmm. that governs that relationship between you and your client regarding the sale of your services. And why it's important is, A, it clarifies the party's expectations. It gets people literally on the same page to understand what is it that I, as the service provider, owe you, client, and what do you, client, owe me? Mm-hmm. And we know we're entering into this relationship, so you want to get all of those terms in writing, agreed upon, so that in the event there's some sort of confusion, maybe there's a misunderstanding, maybe there's memory loss, you've totally forgotten what you've agreed to do. I mean, I forget, like, I didn't even know what day it was today. I was like, oh my gosh, oh yeah, you know, and so there's memory loss, you can go back to it. Um, It's also great because in the event, should you ever find yourself in court, uh, it's my experience has been that judges really, really want to look to see a piece of paper and rule from that. Even though under certain circumstances, oral contracts can be valid, most judges, they want to see something in writing. Um, and so it's just like a backup, you know, so you have it, it covers your booty <laughs> um, in the event that you um, should ever find yourself in a dispute. Um, and you know, in terms of, you know, what needs to be in it, there's, again, I I probably spent a whole show talking about it. (laughs) You have templates. Let's lead people over there too. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you for that. I'm so not used to, yeah. Yeah. I have templates on my website and I also have resources there that you could, you could kind of educate yourself on. Um, but essentially the basics is you want to understand what is it that we, I owe you, what do you owe me? When is it going to get done? And then what happens in the event that, you know, think about kind of the potential problems that come up in your line of work. You know, do people reschedule a lot? Do they cancel a lot? Um, do they want, I, I mean, you, you know your business a lot better than I do, but what are kind of those typical problem areas that come up? You want to address those in a contract? And then how do we end this relationship? We, whether it's on good terms or bad terms, you know, it's like, it's, a, it's like dating again. You know, sometimes you just got to break up with somebody. And so what are, how are we going to govern that? How are we going to, um, let's agree upon how we're going to handle ourselves in advance before the problem comes. <laughs> so we don't, um, end up into a bigger, bigger ordeal later on down the road. Um, should we want to terminate and it's not on always the best terms. Cool. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's funny. I 100% believe now that we've talked a little bit more, I believe we were magnetically attracted to each other yeah. by the law of attraction. I know you <laughs> totally agree. And I refer to it as being like energetically high vibe and aligned with the universe. And you've mentioned it as being in the vortex, which is so <laughs> cute. I love it. I've never heard that before. I don't think. So I was so surprised and happy to learn uh, that there's a lawyer who exists who believes in the universe. And I think it's a power. It demonstrates the power of synchronicity because I was actually looking for somebody who was aligned with me who could help me with all my legal stuff. So thank you, universe, for that. That's so amazing. So, right? It's Oh, my God. I could go on forever about that. That's like I could go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, why do you think it's important for us as entrepreneurs to be in this vortex? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm assuming your listeners know what the vortex is. Yeah, okay. totally they do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I define it as this place of just like positive energy, right? Of yeah. keeping yourself um, in a state of just being just forward thinking. And I mean, I'm not, the words aren't coming to me right now, but why <laughs> it's so important is because I think being an entrepreneur is really, really hard. <laughs> I have shed so many tears. I've had, you know, it's probably been harder than passing the bar exam because wow. you're really putting yourself out there and there is no formula and you're, you're putting, you're, you're making yourself vulnerable and you're having to confront certain things that you, certain things about your personality that maybe you don't want to confront. You know, it's, mm. it's really a process. It's like therapy in a lot of ways. It's like a spiritual learning journey in itself. It really is. Yeah. And I think what happens is, especially when you're so close to something and you're making something, whether it's jewelry, whether it's, you know, your coach, whatever it is, it's your baby and you can't help but define yourself by what it is you do, but what you do is not who you are and how people, you know, perceive your products. If they buy them, if you get, you know, a hundred people on your webinar, you get two people on your webinar, whatever, how many likes you have on an image, like that doesn't define you. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know, I was just talking to my husband and I was like, why don't I have more Instagram followers? <laughs> and, you know, and I just, and then I was like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. Like, really? You know, like I was, I was like, am I really thinking about it? Like, does it really matter? And I think, so to answer your question, why it's so important for you to stay kind of quote unquote in this vortex, in my opinion, it's, it's a way of you realizing like what really matters and what really is your role and your purpose for being here, you know? And is it to have 10,000 Instagram followers? No, but is, is it, have I made an impact in somebody's life today? Have I learned something? Have I grown from something? And so staying in that positive place keeps you from going down that like rabbit hole that leads you to like eat popcorn and Doritos on the couch <laughs> and watch like reruns of HGTV of house right, hunters, like, you know, completely what I mean? zone out. Totally, yeah. totally. Um, so I don't know if that really answered your question, but I, I think I think we are given such a, we live in such a unique time because we have access. Most of us have access to so much via technology. Um, and it's kind of our responsibility to share our gifts and to share what we've learned to make that collective kind of consciousness or that world just, I mean, sounds so cheesy, but like a better place (laughs) really. Um, you know, people nowadays, people who didn't have access to certain things now have access all of a sudden, and it opens up a world for them. Um, and if you have something that a gift that you can share, I think that it's your responsibility to do that so that maybe you can impact somebody. So 
I'm talking in exactly. circles now. I love that. That's it. I mean, I started my business saying if I help one person, like I will feel so happy if I just reach one person and help them change their lives. And it's like from there, I focused on that. And from there, it's grown to helping thousands of women. So it's incredible the kind of growth and transformation we can have on our own just by growing in our business. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So what do you think is your superpower as an online <laughs> entrepreneur? That's an interesting <laughs> question. <laughs> it's so funny because I, I don't know. I used to ask guys that all the time on dates. I don't know why I'm talking oh about dating gosh, so much. You manifested this. <laughs> I'd be like, What's your, I feel like it's very telling, like what they would say if they're like, oh, right. I wish I had X-ray vision. I'm like, ah, oh, you're such a like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, my That's online funny. superpower. That's an interesting question. I don't know if it's an online superpower, but I do think one quality that I have that has been, uh, something that I've, I haven't really paid much attention to, but I realize it's something that's unique to me is that I have this ability to really connect with people and empathize with them in a way that they instantly feel connected to me. Um, and they want to share their story with me, which I've, I've noticed throughout my whole life. And so I don't know if it's like caring or being empathetic or whatever. And it's, it's sometimes it's hard to translate in an online format, um, but yeah. definitely one-on-one, I feel like that's something that is my superpower, just a way to connect with people regardless of where they are in life and what, what they do or what age they are or whatever. I just have this kind of uncanny ability to just put myself in somebody else's situation and really understand them. So that would be my answer. That's amazing. A lot of my listeners as well are empaths, so I think they can all relate to that. And of course, I can relate to that. I'm sitting here like with my jaw open because I'm just like, oh my God, where did this lady come from and why are we so similar? (laughs) So amazing. Totally cool. Thank you. Awesome. So if you could distill the message you want to share with entrepreneurs into one statement, what would it be? Just one. I am a lawyer. You know how chatty I can be. Um, what? Five words. I'm just kidding. One no. sentence. <laughs> oh. um, my friend says this all the time. She says, you know, you do you. You know, just you just focus yeah. on being you, being the best you that you can be. And I know in this online world that we live in, it's so easy to compare ourselves to others and compare kind of where you know, where I am and where I want to be, or even if you're not, yeah, where you're not comparing yourself to others. We all have these ideas of like, oh, I thought I'd be at this point, you know, at this stage of my life. And then, but I'm actually here. And then when we look at that Delta difference, we kind of get down on ourselves because we feel like we're like not there yet. (laughs) So I guess it would be just you do you and, um, you are where you are meant to be at this moment in time, right? Like, you have everything in the world and all the resources and in, in, in just in your palm of your hands to like make your dreams like come true. Okay. This sounds so cheesy. This is not working. Can we redo this? No, because everybody <laughs> is going to absolutely love everything you just said. I'm in love. So <laughs> no, it's like, it's not coming out right. I guess I should have, I should have, uh, I don't know. I should have probably thought a little bit more before I spoke, but I guess it's like you doing you and just trusting that, you are where you're supposed to be um, and you have all the resources and all the support that you need. Like nothing is missing, I guess. And, you know, I guess it goes back to finding that formula. Like there is no formula. It's like you're doing it. You're already there um, and just trusting that. So 
I maybe nothing's missing. Yeah, nothing's missing. Like you're, it's like you're we're always exactly searching, where you need to be. and we're always waiting to get to that. When this happens, then right? Yeah. Like when I get when I get the ten thousand Instagram followers, I always joke <laughs> about Instagram because it doesn't really matter. But you know, then I'll be a success, or I'll be happy, or when I get married, and then or whatever. And it's just it's not like that. Like human nature isn't like that. You get it. And then you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know, what's the next thing? And I think that goes back to you saying, you know, be, why being in the vortex, why being energetically high vibe is important because yeah. you won't be so detached or attached to that. You'll be more detached. Yeah. And it's just like the whole thing about the vortex is already like thinking about where, like living as if, right? And yeah. so, and then it kind of manifesting itself, but it's, it's, yeah. it's not even faking it. It's like, I... I don't know. It's part gratitude, part appreciation, but part and just part like, realizing, just accepting and being. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so hard. It's so hard, but it's so true. And you know, if you you read and you study all these, you know, spiritual leaders or whatever, they're they're all saying the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just a matter of are you going to implement it and actually practice it. I think it's it's one of the hardest things. Is like you know, I sit here talking about manifesting all the time, but I actually believe it's one of the hardest things. But once you can tap into it and actually get there, there is no stopping you. So, but do you have to like you have to always practice it, right? It's oh my like, gosh, yeah. I mean, I I just got off a of meditation of like for like half an hour. I do it all the time. I can get taken out, and I know that that's true of all the you know the follow the people that I follow, like Abby Bernstein, Wayne Dyer. They have to come back. You always have to come back. It's a daily thing. It's a daily it's like thing. showering. Yeah. Yep. And I guess that's the thing. It's like, it's not like something you just do once. It's like exercising, oh, no. right? You don't yeah. just exercise and you're like, okay, I reached my dream body, whatever. No. And then it's like, I'm done. Now I can move on to the next part. Like you have to maintain it. And um, I need to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to work on maintaining <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> meditation, meditation. I feel like that's a big key thing or just doing it in a way that feels good for you. Maybe it's, people do it through dancing or painting or maybe for you it's reading a law book, maybe. Yeah, no, no not so much. <laughs> no. I am a big reader, but not of law books. Uh, I mean, I, I do, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not my my book it's of not choice. Not your meditation. Yeah, not my meditation. No way. <laughs> Uh, no I way. I do love to vacuum, though. <laughs> like that's like... That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> do you too? No, I like to do laundry. Like, I think folding really calmly and quietly makes me really centered. So <laughs> I love that you said that. Yeah, like, my iron, my, my uncle loves to iron. He's like... Uh-huh. He's like, I love it. Like the steam comes into your face. It's like, and he has a lot of energy. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, I hate ironing, but I love vacuuming. And lately, so we just got two puppies. And so I'm like mopping, like full on, like, like not swiffering, but like the mop, you know, like the bucket. Yeah. And the fabuloso and like, (laughs) like mopping. I'm like, I love this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. So maybe mopping might be the key to some of the listeners out there. It could be. It could you know, be. Never know. You never know. You never know. Find the world works in mysterious ways. You do you. Going back to you do you. Yes, you do you exactly. <laughs> so any last any last remarks that you want to share? No, you know we did have this conversation, um, but we didn't talk about it today about the whole hamburger thing, and maybe it's just to reinforce the you do you. About how, you know, when we compare, oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) in the smoothie conversation, I just thought it was, you know, it's, it's kind of going back to the you do you, like, 
if you think about it, like there are so many places that serve hamburger, right? You got your McDonald's that serves hamburger for like a dollar ninety nine. I don't even know how much it is anymore. And then you have like I know here in San Francisco, you have these like fancy burger joints that you might pay twenty to thirty dollars for a hamburger. And you know all those places they serve somebody. Somebody doesn't want to pay thirty dollars for a hamburger because they don't really care. Like the culinary experience is maybe not a high priority for them. Whereas others want to go in there and get all these fancy toppings and get these like special meats and get it served in a certain way. And so I guess that just goes back to like. You just be the hamburger or the vegan burger or the quinoa burger that you are, whatever it is, and just embrace it. And the right people will be drawn to you when you stand, you know, with confidence in like, I am a $30 burger, you know, or I am. Own it. Own the burger that you are. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that's with that said, um, you know, I just wanted to share that we're all in this together. We really are. We're all figuring it out as we go along. So... No one person is better than the other. And I like that you, I I like ending on that note that, you know, it's not about the competition and that's why, you know, I don't believe in competition in the online marketplace. There are so many coaches out there and I used to look at that. I used to say there are so many other coaches, other business coaches, other, you know, intuitive coaches, all of that. But, you know, it was different when I realized that, you know, I am me and there's nobody else like me. Therefore, there really is no competition because nobody can do me like me. Mm -hmm. Yep. You yeah. do you, girl. Hashtag you do you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I love it. So why don't we wrap up here? Why don't you, I know you have something that you can share with my listeners, a free contract review checklist. So tell us a little bit about that and where we can find it. Yeah, if you head on over to my website, AnnetteStepania.com forward slash join, and maybe we can link up in the show notes because my name is very hard to spell, Uh, but it's a contract review checklist that I put together, and it's 17 things that you need to consider before you either send or sign a contract. So let's say you have a contract, or if you don't, you can grab one on my website. I've got templates there, and before you send it off, you just want to hit these checkpoints and just say, you know, have I done this? Have I done this? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, And then so you can just have a little added uh, confidence and security knowing that you've crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's before you enter into a contract. Awesome. Perfect. So everybody check that out and check out Annette's website. I'll definitely link to it in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here, Annette. I'm sure we'll all hear from you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right, ladies, that's all for today's episode. To check out Annette's checklist, head to monalisaandavia.com backslash IT035 for the link. Otherwise, I'll see you next Tuesday for the next episode of Intuitive Tuesday. aspiring coach, I have an amazing resource that I made just for you. In my seven-day business plans, I'll walk you through exactly what to do to clear your energy so you feel more positive and optimistic and way less overwhelmed when doing your business. It's really important, especially in the early days, to have great energy around your business and to always feel inspired and totally on point with what you're doing. So check that out at 7daybusinessplans.com. I'll see you there.